Hey everybody, happy happy Monday to my fellow anatomy lovers and anybody else who happens to be on the show. Um, so I hope everybody had a fantastic weekend. Um, yeah, it was pretty uneventful here in my house, but you know, sometimes uneventful is the best kind of way. Um, so I have some very, very exciting news for the medical community, and I'm sure, and if anybody's been keeping up with the coronavirus, I'm sure you all have heard of this, but the, um, the coronavirus curve is beginning to flatten, but it's not, it's not done, you know, like, we're getting there, like, you know, we have less and less new cases each day, which that's a really, really good sign because that means that the population is starting to become more and more immune to this disease, you know, like, that's awesome. Like, um, there's now new studies being shown that we had the coronavirus in the United States as early as December. Um, yeah, it's crazy. There's, like, this study, I can't remember where it was, I'll have to look it up, but, um, this, oh, it was in Germany, I think, yeah, it was in Germany, um, but so these, these, um, medical professionals just went up to random people on the street and asked if they could test them for the antibodies, you know, that protect against coronavirus. And you'll never guess how many people had them. It was like 35%. That's insane considering that it was supposedly the first round of coronavirus that Germany had seen. So that gives me hope that we're already in the second the second curve of this all. So, yeah. That just makes me super happy because I want to go back to school, <laughs> you know? Um, you guys can crucify me if you want, you know, like I'm but I'm ready to go back to school. I miss it. So, yeah, anyways. So, I just thought that I'd share that with you because that makes me super super excited for it all. So, yeah, today I thought um, that I would share what happens to your body when you do a, um, an ultra marathon. So, um, (laughs) this past weekend, I decided that I would, that I was going to run a half marathon that is in about two months, and I have not been training. (laughs) Like, I've been doing runs, you know, two, three mile runs, but nothing like 13 miles. So, I gotta whip my butt into shape. I haven't, (laughs) I have an eight-week plan all laid out. It's going to be pretty intense, you guys. I don't know. But anyways, I thought this would just be kind of fun because, um, I don't know. I just, when nobody really thinks about ultra marathons a lot, you know, a lot of people just think that marathon, that a marathon is the highest you can go, you know, which is so not true. Um, last March when I was up in Bozeman, Montana for the run to the pub, I met this lady who um, had ran a 100-mile race the summer before. Let me... I, I, could not, I could not do that, you guys. Like, I like running, but I don't want to run for, like, four days straight. Like, <laughs> I don't want to do that. So, anyways, I just thought it would be kind of cool if I shared some of the effects that, you know, runners who choose to do ultramarathons do. All right, so let's get into it, people. So the first thing that is super, super important that happens to a lot of runners, but especially is important to note when talking about ultra marathoners is joint pain. Now, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the term runner's knee, but runner's knee is basically like 
it's a mixture between like joint pain and then some issues with like your tendons and your ligaments and all that good stuff in your knee which as we all know the knee has a a million of um, it's so complicated it's so cool um all right I think next week we're gonna do just a whole a whole episode on the knee. All right, sidetrack over. Okay, so joint pain, especially when you're doing an ultra marathon, is super important because, you know, chances are if you do stop, you're only stopping for a couple of minutes to, like, go to the bathroom, get water, eat some food, you know, like, you don't think about that at all. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's pretty it's it's intense you guys like I I'm not cut out for that kind of thing but I know I know a few people who are and they love it so another thing that um that is really I mean I mean obviously this this just makes logical sense to me um ultra marathoners are are going to feel soreness when they run their races um (laughs) the the furthest I've ever gone before is eight miles um, you know, so (laughs) after I did that run, oh my gosh, I came back to my house, and I just laid on my bed, it wasn't, you know, this is at like 7.30, I just laid on my bed, and I passed out, and I, I remember waking up the next morning, just so stiff, and so sore, oh my gosh, it was awful, but I guess that's what my life is gonna look like these next few weeks, so yay, anyways, um, that's pretty fun, so, um, another thing that can happen is cramping. Now, um, for my active friends out there, everybody's had a cramp every once in a while. Um, as most of you know, I'm, I played soccer in high school. And so my freshman year of soccer, we were, um, we were in this, we were in this town, you know, playing our soccer game and it was like 95 degrees out. It was so hot. Um, well, I stayed in for the entire game, you know, and so I had to be a man marker, you know, which basically means that I had to, like, just stay on this one person, like, you know, mark her, obviously, all around the field, which in soccer, you know, you, like, you really don't do that all that often because it's such a big field. Um, (laughs) so after the game, we were in the locker room, and, you know, I was just, like, getting ready to change my clothes, and then all of a sudden, in my calf, it just, oh my gosh, I can't even explain it, it was the worst, most excruciating cramp I ever had in my life to this day, and of course, you know, that was the first one that I had, um, so luckily I had a friend who was there, who, like, literally pulled me to the floor and rubbed it out for me, such a good friend, such, such a good friend, so that's, you know, that's just one example of cramp. So, like, if you do an ultramarathon, you could you could cramp while you're running. So, <laughs> you know, that, that does not sound like a lot of fun to me. But, once again, there are a lot of people that enjoy it. So, the next thing that, you know, is, is important to think about when when like you're deciding whether or not you want to do an ultra marathon or a triathlon or really any sort of intense physical activity or intense mental activity just really pretty much you just have to think about this with everything you're going to do because it's super important is your cortisol levels so um when you're running an ultra marathon 
it is very common for your cor- for your cortisol levels to rise. Now, and with cortisol, it's like kind of like, eh, you kind of want to be somewhere in the middle because like if you're too low, then that can actually be a sign of a traumatic event that is causing your mood to become depressed. But if your levels are too high, then that can be responsible for high amounts of stress. That's, that's, or excuse me, that's the result of high amounts of stress on the body. So your cortisol is basically the chemical in your brain and in your body that is, you know, that's like, it, it responds to your stress levels. So when you're running these ultra marathons and these triathlons and you're doing all this stuff, you know, like you're putting your body through quite a lot. You just need to be super careful with that. Like it's, it's super important to just, you know, chill out. Like, I don't know if anybody does yoga. I'm a huge fan, huge fan. Um, you don't, I don't even go to yoga class. I, well, I do yoga videos on YouTube with yoga with Adrian. Um, but you know, I would definitely recommend doing some yoga, stretching, just really, it's different for everyone really. But like for me personally, I found that yoga does help. So I would recommend that to anybody who is experiencing high levels of cortisol in any sense whatsoever, just because it is important to, you know, keep, keep those cortisol levels in check so that you don't cause damage to to anything because you know we don't want damage that's not good okay so on to the next one um this one may this one seems kind of obvious but I'm just gonna say it anyway anyways because some ultra marathons don't last a full 24 hours but sleep deprivation so like I said before there are ultra marathons like um there's like a 31 mile one um yeah shoot, I want to say it's like, it's like a couple hours away from me, and, um, you know, that one obviously wouldn't last for over 24 hours, depending on your pace, but there are quite a few, like, the 100-mile one that I was talking about, my friend who ran it, it took her, like, four and a half days to finish it, which, I don't know about you guys, but that does not sound fun to me at all, so, um, you know, obviously, if you're running for four days straight, you're going to feel tired. Now, there are some ultra marathoners who choose to, um, you know, to, like, take breaks and nap, like, power nap and stuff like that. There's other ones who don't nap and just keep pushing forward. You know, they, like, they rely on caffeine, basically, which don't we all anyways. Um, so, yeah, you just, if you choose to do that, you have to be super careful about just watching your sleep deprivation because that can cause damage to your brain. Um, you know, not sleeping very well. Um, I actually read a study that says, this is totally off track, I'm sorry you guys, but I actually read a study the other day that said that adults who typically sleep between six to eight hours actually end up living longer. So, I mean, it's pretty cool. Um, Sleep is important, but that's not the point of this video. So, yeah. Okay, another thing that a lot of people don't really take into account when when running is um, hypothermia. And you're like, wait, what? Hypothermia? I thought that was just with the Dahmer party or, you know, you know, like, you know, that kind of stuff. Just stuck in Alaska in the middle of nowhere or, you know, stuck in Antarctica 
all that good stuff, 1914, you know, but no, you can actually get hypothermia, you know, from a lot of things, um, so, but this hypothermia, it's a little, it, it's a little bit different, but at the same time, like, what happens to your body is exactly the same, so, um, this hypothermia can occur when you're running at high elevations, when you're running in rain, high winds, or snow for a lot of hours, for many hours, so, um, I know what everyone's thinking, but don't you sweat a lot? Don't you, you know, sweat a lot when you run these things? Yes, you do sweat a lot. I ran four miles today, and my shirt was soaked through with sweat. However, what people forget is when you, like, yes, sweat is a great way to get rid of waste. But when I got back from my run today, my dog would not stop licking me. Super annoying, right? But that's because there's salt, you know? Like... And that's why, especially, like, if you're anemic, you really need to be careful when you're making these decisions. Like, if you have, if you have your anemia under control, great. Good for you. But you still need to be careful. Because even though you may have something under control, that doesn't mean it can't come back and bite you in the butt. You know? Like, I like to think of it like a wildfire. Um, you know, like... Firefighters can have a wildfire under control, but all it takes is one gush, one gush of wind, and then all of a sudden it's back to normal. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just super touchy. You just have to be super careful about it. Um, so like another on the other side of the spectrum, we have hyperthermia. So and this is simply when your body is too hot that it can't remove heat anymore. So um, it's it's pretty rare for this to happen well not rare it's not as likely to happen as like muscle cramps or soreness you know like but it still is a possibility and it's something that you need to be really cautious about if you decide to run an ultra marathon so um it's just super you have to be careful especially if you you know go from like one extreme temperature to the other like, if you're running in the desert, you know, because, like, it's super hot at, in the day, but at night, it's super cold. So, just be super mindful of that. So, another one that I can attest has happened to me before, blisters. Blisters suck. Now, most of my blisters have come from my soccer cleats because I have to jam a bunch of stuff for my feet in there. But um, I have had my fair share of running blisters, you know, they form on the back of your heel, under your toes, like on the tops of your toes, they they go everywhere. So like you have to really take care of those. Um, I would recommend keeping a kit with you. A lot of runners carry backpacks. I am one of them. Um, just keep a kit with you. If you see a blister start to form, take care of it. Don't let that bad boy pop because that's a great way to get an infection and to, you know, stop your race a little bit early. So, um, super, like, I don't know, I think ultra marathons are super, super cool, but, um, let's go on to some of the stuff that occurs to your body at the finish line of these. So, your heart can be seriously affected by these, um, ultra marathons. So, um, yeah, like, you might have to have, like, a pacemaker put in or, you know, you might develop a heart arrhythmia, you know, that all that good stuff. So you just need to be super careful. 12% of people who run 
um, ultramarathons have been shown to have some sort of heart disease or heart condition after running it. So you just, you have to find out what's best for you, but not at the expense of your own health. Okay, so another thing is weight loss. Now, a lot, sadly, in our society today, it's like, wow, you have to be the skinniest version of yourself. No, that is not true. Being fit is not, is not a body. Being fit is what you put into your body, is how you feel about yourself, and overall, just your general health. Being fit does not mean that you have to be a stick. Being fit does not mean that you have to have muscles. Being fit is more than just looks. It's a mentality. Okay, mini rant over. Okay, so if you are running this race just to lose weight, don't do it. It's not worth it, okay? I'm just going to say that straight up as somebody who has struggled with her weight basically her entire life. If you are doing something to lose weight that can potentially cause other health issues, don't do it. Don't do it at all. You know, there's other ways to lose weight. Like if you're unhealthy and you want to lose weight, great. That's awesome. You know, but love your body, guys. Like, you're beautiful. Every one of us is beautiful. All right. I have to go because it is almost time for dinner and I ran off on tangents again. So I just, I just wanted to remind you guys that like this coronavirus situation is going to be, it sucks right now, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel. All right. So just stay hopeful. Don't, and guys, take it from somebody who knows. The world doesn't tell you how beautiful you are. Like, it's crazy. Like, you are, you are your own kind of beautiful. So what if you're not a stick? I'm not a stick. Does that mean I'm any less beautiful? No, it doesn't. Just be confident in yourself. Now, if you want to lose weight so that you can feel confident in yourself, go for it. But just... Be smart about it. You know, like, I don't know you guys. I don't know your background story. I don't know what you're going through. So I'm just asking you to be smart about your decisions and what goes into your body and how you take care of your body. All right. That's all the time that we have for this week. Um, yeah, thank you all so much for all of your support these last few weeks. It really, really means a lot. So I hope that I get to see you guys again next week for another episode of Anatomy Weekly. Have a rockin' week, you guys. I love you all.